are listening to Airbnb 101 with Mary, and I'm your host, Mary Kovacs. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I would really appreciate a subscribe button on my YouTube channel, and if you guys are listening to this podcast on somewhere where you can leave reviews um, and like the podcast, please do so. I really appreciate it, guys. I really, really hope that this podcast and all these episodes are going to help you on your Airbnb journey. Thanks for tuning in. Hey guys, welcome to episode one of How to Start an Airbnb, My Journey by Mary Kovacs. So the Airbnb I started is called Grey Haven Retreat and it is in Port Loring, Ontario in Canada. Uh, This is actually my first, very first episode, so I'm just going to start and tell you a little bit about myself, and then we can get into the topic of today's first um, episode, which is how I chose my first Airbnb and why I chose it. So I am 32 years old, which is crazy. I still feel 22. Um, I have three kids, and I went to school for something completely different, not along the entrepreneurship line. Um, And then some, you know, life changes happened, some epic events in my life. And I picked up a camera and started photography and started my journey of entrepreneurship in my mid-20s. So here I am now, 32, and this is my first venture into the Airbnb world. And this is actually month one for me. So I'm really excited to share all the things that I've learned, uh, things I didn't do properly, things I wish I did, things I could do better, things I did great. And I really hope this helps anyone on their own personal journey with starting an Airbnb. Um, So let's get right into it. So the first thing I did uh, when looking for where I want my Airbnb to be is I wanted to check Um, Wherever I was going, their municipality and bylaws and, you know, any type of restrictions that I'm going to have with Airbnb and doing short-term rentals uh, based on where I live. So I know Toronto has certain restrictions. There's restrictions in the Durham area. So I actually went and looked for an unincorporated township. And now this might be completely different in the States, but we do have unincorporated townships here uh, in Ontario. And regardless of where you live, it's really, really important to figure out that location's um, rules and guidelines and what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do. So I found an unincorporated township about three hours north of Toronto and about three hours and 15 minutes from where I live in Oshawa, Ontario. Um, And because it's unincorporated, it means there's certain rules that I don't have to abide by. They can't put restrictions um, on short-term rentals and what we do with our property, which is amazing. So we still have to follow things like the Ontario Building Code, like if we're um, expanding the house, adding a new structure on there. But we can kind of do whatever we want with our backyard or property. If I want to extend the house, I don't need permits. If I want to do a deck 
deck and pool, in-ground pool. Um, I don't need any permits to do any of that, which to me is great um, because I just thought of all the headaches that I'm going to have um, down the road if I want to, you know, make some changes to uh, the property. And I didn't want any restrictions of you know, the city or town that I live in, uh, when it comes to my short term rental. So that was personally important to me. Uh, so that's a major thing I would suggest looking into wherever you are looking to start your Airbnb. Um, okay, so the next thing that was really important to me was actually the location for what to do during what season. So I wanted an Airbnb that was in cottage country um, because I wanted it to be something that we could also use as a family uh, with my kids and my husband, but also that's going to be lucrative where people want to get away, go to, into, you know, nature, be surrounded by water. So that was important to me. So I was looking in cottage country and I wanted something that wasn't just a good getaway in the summertime I wanted it to be a good getaway in the winter so the particular uh, area that I found is on the Ontario snowmobile trails so there's about 260 to 300 uh, kilometers of groomed trails in the winter time and it's also um, a massive place where people go for uh, ice fishing so I'm really hoping, well, not hoping because business isn't built on hope. I know it'll be successful in the summertime and I know it'll be successful in the wintertime because there's sledding, snowmobiling, ice fishing. There's lots you can actually do in the winter. Um, so the next thing I looked at was distance. I wanted something close to me, but not super close. Um, I mean, most of the time, I would probably suggest uh, starting in your backyard, a area that you're familiar with by backyard. I, I just mean in the area that you live in. Um, but I wanted something different. I knew I wanted cottage country, and we're not close to a lot of uh, areas like that here. So I went about three hours north. Uh, so you just want to make sure that the distance works for you. For me, a three-hour drive isn't a big deal. So to me, it was fine. Some people might want to start closer to home, but it worked for me. Um, another really important thing uh, I did when choosing my Airbnb is finding people that are going to help me run it. And what I mean by that is I know that I'm going to need cleaners, for example. I know I'm going to need uh, someone that does property maintenance because I'm not going to be local all year round. So I need someone to shovel the snow, to cut the grass, to clean after um, guests. So that's the first thing I did before even purchasing this home is I went and found all the local people I would need. Um, electricians, you know, plumbers in case of an emergency. Uh, I have a cleaner, I have a backup cleaner, and I have a maintenance um, company that's going to go and do all the grass cutting and um, plowing. So that's really important to do your research to make sure, um, especially in cottage country, that there's going to be people that can help you because it's such a smaller community. You just less options. Um, a big thing for me, which obviously is a big thing for everyone, is price. So I knew what price range I wanted to stay in. 
And because I wanted to stay in a lower price range, I knew I wasn't gonna get something on the water, but something very close to the water. So our property is just like maybe a minute walk to the water. You can be much from the house. And it's gorgeous little. You can go swimming, you can go boating, cocky little boats. Uh, it's just a cute area. So we knew that right when I was gonna buy the place that it was gonna be a reno job. Um, yeah, I could have spent, you know, 600, 700,000 on a more updated house, but we got our home in the 300s, uh, knowing that it was gonna be a full house reno. So we made sure we had money put aside. Uh, so we were able to reno it. And to me, you know, that just made the most sense. I can design it how I want to um, and do a three to four week rent. Um, okay, the next thing, the sixth thing that is really important and what I did when choosing their B and the location is research. So tons upon tons upon tons of research. Uh, the first thing I did was I went into Airbnb, looked at the location where I found the house that I liked, and I wanted to see how many other Airbnbs were in the area. So you're, you want to dive in and start doing some really competitive uh, research analysis, get a notebook out, get a spreadsheet out, and start um, making notes of all the Airbnbs in your immediate area, and then kind of branch out into... Um, you know, a bit of a farther distance and look at the Airbnbs that are comparable and not comparable to yours. So what I did in my research is I looked up all their reviews. So I read every single review on every uh, local Airbnb in my little town and the surrounding towns just to kind of see, you know, what people liked, what they didn't like, um, what season it was and all that kind of stuff. And then I, you know, did some uh, fake bookings to just kind of see, okay, what's everyone priced at? Um, are they limiting themselves to, you know, you have to have a two-day stay or a three-day stay? Um, I also looked into so, oh, just so many things. Like, you want to dive in and really look at everything. I looked at their photos. I looked at, you know, what style of furniture they have. Is, is my Airbnb going to set itself apart? Is it going to be... Um, something that's unique and different, something that needs to be there in the market. Uh, for example, the Airbnbs like right around me are more cottage country style, which is absolutely amazing. It's all, you know, wood panels, flannel sheets, uh, real cottage vibes, and it's lovely. But I wanted something different, something that wasn't there in that market. So I'm doing more of a rustic, modern twist to things, you know, uh, clean linens, like clean white linen, white crisp walls with maybe some white, um, with some wallpaper, some funky designs, a game room. So I'm kind of switching up from the normal uh, cabin feel of things. Um, and then for research too, there's tons of tons of sites you can use so this wasn't helpful to me personally because the city the little town I was looking in is so small that it doesn't show up on a lot of these um, search engines so for example you can use uh, this thing called air DNA and that's just one of the many if you google um, different ones there's there's going to be a ton but air DNA has really good reviews and what it does is basically tells you kind of what price range you should be in based on their research um, and the location that you're choosing for your Airbnb. 
So I highly suggest doing that. I wish it would have worked for me, but it's such a small town that there just isn't enough Airbnbs in my area for AirDNA and, and other sites like that to uh, really monitor it and um, get the statistics and information. So another thing that I looked at for research is um, I read the titles that people have that use because there's so many things that you want to think of when you're starting your Airbnb. And the first thing, the most important thing is the title. So I wanted to see what people titled um, their Airbnbs as, what their descriptions were, how many bedrooms they had, how many beds, and I just wanted to see kind of how I should set up my Airbnb to be different, but also to be kind of comparable and up there with what people in that area are wanting. And then, of course, price, you know, you have to find your sweet spot. And from all the research and everything I've done, I, I know my prices are going to be changing based on the month. And I'm going to make them uh, flexible and catered towards what makes the most sense price-wise. Uh, so that is pretty much how I uh, picked my first Airbnb. So we're closing on it April 28th and it's 2022. So in about three and a half weeks. And, you know, I'm just, I'm so excited and I'm nervous and I'm happy. And I just, I know it's going to be successful. Um, and I'm just so excited to share all the steps and things that I'm doing to, you know, make it a success. And if I can just help, you know, even one person um, start their Airbnb journey or inspire them to start, then that's absolutely amazing. So I hope you guys learned something and don't forget to uh, give me a quick review if that's the platform you're listening on and I'm excited to record my next episode and you know I just hope to share all the the things that have worked for me and the things that I haven't so hopefully I can uh, just help people out in their journey. Thanks for listening guys.